Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Dose. I'm your host for now, Vince Tagliavia. Josh will be joining for the last portion of the show in a little bit but for now you've got me and i'm proud to be here i'm happy and to see you all tuning in we're going to talk a little bit about the news and events of the day as it pertains to the unfolding global conspiracy and communism here in our country and kind of infiltrating all around this dynamic between the east and west and world war three and the global financial chaos the social social destabilization all of the aspects of this SHTF scenario in the making. That stands for uh, shit, shit hitting the fan or, you know, scenario uh, for those of who aren't pretty. And uh, we're here. We're here to do it. And I'll try to monitor the chats here for any, uh, any of you guys participating in the battle of the streams supporting the red pill project as we go through this thank you all so much for everybody who does and shout out to the red pill family members <clears throat> out there all y'all well a lot going on it's thursday so tonight remember we're going to have the q and a with josh reed on the social red pill members of the social red pill um, with a subscription of 5.99 or more or uh, other contributors to the red pill project have access to this Q&A Zoom with Josh Reed. Just sign up at socialredpill.com and get the subscription, and you'll see it there in the group, in the groups for the subscription you get. Or reach out to myself, reach out to Josh or Summer, and we will help you get in there if you're having any difficulty getting there. Everybody's welcome, so... Come on over to the social red pill, socialredpill.com. I will put I'll put it on the screen for a little while. If you guys want to scan that QR code and go check it out, that's social red pill. Tonight we have the QA with Josh. So just put that out there. Uh, who will be here in a bit for anybody just tuning in. He'll be here in about an hour, I would say. Anyway, good to see you all. I see the chats. Chats are going. Let's get into things. What do you say? <clears throat> let's do it clown world man and luckily tomorrow's friday so please tune into the morning show if you're an early bird like me where we'll talk about more of this stuff and it's a good time so that's morning coffee at 8 30 a.m pacific let's go into a little bit of finance here okay maga republicans in congress have offered us to uh, i'm sorry us two options this is joe biden on twitter by the way <clears throat> let me get rid of that <clears throat> joe biden on twitter MAGA republicans in congress have offered us two options either pass their devastating cuts including the risk of millions losing medicaid and sweeping education cuts or defaults on our debt erasing millions of jobs and triggering a recession he goes on to say look I'm all for fiscal responsibility, but you shouldn't have to hunt working families in the hurt working families in the process. 
My budget cuts billions in spending by strengthening Medicare's negotiating power and reducing tax subsidies for big oil and gas companies. <laughs> Congressman Troy Nels responded, liar. And we've got some other people. Not a lot of support for this uh, president. He's no Trump, I'll tell you that. So this, of course, is in relation to the debt ceiling that is coming up here. We're running out of money to fund our government. Oh, good googly moogly. So <clears throat> we're seeing this affect the markets. They're turbulent. Things are uncertain. Uncertainty is not good for the markets. And money is just going away. I mean, what do I mean by that? Money is just poof. Easy come, easy go. The U.S. has never been closer to default. Here's a nice chart. Zero Hedge posted, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. That was Barack Obama. Here's the chart I was referring to. <clears throat> yeah. From 2008 until now. This is massive. The U.S. has never been closer to default. So we're watching this stuff unfold. We're coming to this moment. They said we could run out of money by June. Uh, so we're, this is going to be the story here as we keep going until they figure things out. If they do, and I kind of feel like, uh, before we go into this story, I kind of feel like maybe this is their excuse to crash the economy. He's saying millions of people will lose their jobs. Things will be terrible. Maybe this is their okay. Let's maybe this is where they do plan. I don't know, not plan B, not plan C, not plan D. I don't know what plan they're on, but maybe they're just going to say, screw it, let it crash. We'll clean up, we'll uh try to take over from there. I don't know, but it's pretty wild, isn't it? Oh, our government is extremely dysfunctional, both sides corrupt, dysfunctional, greedy, gross. It's a terrible thing to see. Uh, Tesla stock is doing well after uh, Elon Musk came out and announced that he has found a new Twitter CEO. Uh, so the reason why that affected uh, Tesla is I think they feel like now he has more time to focus on Tesla instead of Twitter. So uh, coming up here pretty soon, we're going to have a new, new stuff with Twitter. And... See, Elon Musk. I thought I had a little more on this. Maybe it's just Musk's actual announcement. Um, yeah, so he's announced he's hiring a new Twitter CEO. It'll take about a month for him to uh, shuffle on over, but we'll see it soon enough. Current Twitter X Corporation CEO Elon Musk announced on his social media platform on Thursday that he has found his replacement and that she will start at the position in roughly six weeks. Musk stated in the tweet, excited to announce that I've, uh, that I have a new CEO for X slash Twitter. She will be starting in about six weeks. My role will transition to being executive chair and CETO overseeing product and software and systems operations. I thought that said psyops for a second. I was like, hey, not again, Twitter. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, well, yeah, you never know, right? I guess it kind of always will be and always is that in a way. Um, 
So anyway, he is uh, officially stepping down as head of Twitter, I suppose, right? Kind of? Sticking to what he had said in the past. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. I wonder who she is. Who could this possibly be derived? Is she a former CIA spook? Who knows? Hopefully it's not the border czar. <laughs> who could this possibly be? Huh? Oh, man. We can only guess and imagine, right? Oh, my gosh. Anybody have any uh, guesses on who this might be? I, I, kind, I really don't. Really interesting that it's a woman, though, right? Um, really interesting. I'm excited. Very excited. We'll see, guys. This could be good. This could be bad. Who knows? We'll see. Let's continue on here. Um, <clears throat> so financially speaking, things are terrible. As you guys know, you can support us and also pre prepare yourself. Uh, by using utilizing our sponsors, one of which is Dr. Kirk Elliott's team over there at getgoldtoday.com. You could purchase gold and silver and manage other investments through them. They are professionals. They'll help you out. Getgoldtoday.com to get in touch with them. Just go to getgoldtoday.com and uh, see how they could help you out. Okay, political corruption here. The border. It's been an issue forever, okay? And this stuff is hot right now because Title 42 is ending tonight, I think, at the stroke of midnight or some weird thing like that. And, you know, it's so very fairy, fairy tale. At the stroke of midnight, it will be done. And what does that mean? Well, Title 42 was put in place by Trump in order to... Uh, expeditiously get illegal immigrants out of our country and put them back to their countries um, during COVID. Uh, and it was kind of worded as, you know, for health reasons. With Title 42 gone after today, things will be reverting back to, what is it, Title 8? And Title VIII has been what has been in place since the 1950s. There's a lot of debate going on about the border. And in my head, everyone wants to fight about, you know, how great it was, how, how much better, uh, it's actually factually true, how much better the border was under Trump com in comparison to Joe Biden. Uh, better meaning less crime, less things that Border Patrol had to deal with, and this kind of thing. Less immigration, less drama, less drugs, less human trafficking, okay? <clears throat> um, everyone wants to argue about that and compare it to Joe Biden. <sighs> but, you know, this is kind of a thing where it's, it sucks that everything has to be so bipartisan and and everyone fights about the issue at the end of the day we all want the same things and that is the opportunity to live a happy life with freedom do whatever you want in a place where you could you know enjoy life with the amount of fentanyl coming over the border the human trafficking victims coming over the border 
I'm talking about young women with STDs from being raped on their way across the border and then coming over here and being victims of these atrocious crimes. Uh, cartels intimidating people in Texas by leaving disfigured and murdered bodies for Border Patrol to find. Just the most heinous and horrendous crimes you can imagine happening. Not a good way to set up the future for our kids and grandchildren and future generations. So that's the main issue here. It's not a thing of left versus right or anything like that. It comes down to a thing of freedom, the right to uh, live a happy life and not have all this, this drama. You know, and there's nothing wrong with legal immigration. There's benefits that it could have for a society, but uh, that certainly isn't in place with Title Eight. And I'll tell you why. Title Eight, it worked okay under Trump. It worked better than it ever has, I suppose. Maybe not ever, but it worked good under Trump. And that's because Trump was president. Under President Biden, I don't believe, and I have no, I have no confidence. In the Biden administration, especially the immigration czar, which have you guys heard anything from this immigration, immigration czar, border czar, whatever they call her, the border czar, border czar, Kami Kamala, Kathleen Kamala, come on, get off your knees, Kamala, whatever they call her, the border czar. Where is she? Silent. Gone. Um, it's just absurd. But anyway, with Title Eight. It comes down to the president, right? The president has a lot of control over what happens at the border. And this has been decided by the courts. This is it. When it, At the end of the day, the president has a lot of pull on what happens, regardless of Title Eight. I mean, yes, it has its restrictions and things, but it's very broad. and A lot of people argue it needs to be updated. <clears throat> and I would probably agree with that. But it's not happening anytime soon. This is crazy. So at the stroke of midnight, that's going away. Apparently, there are a ton of people at the border at the border waiting for this to happen. Um, let's get into it. Here, this just broke about an hour ago. CBS News, quoting the Border Patrol chief, is reporting that at least 60,000 people are waiting along the U.S.-Mexico border, hoping to enter the country after Title II expires later tonight. And I think they actually deleted that tweet, so maybe they were sending that. But there are, despite the numbers, there are tens of thousands of people at the border waiting to cross. There have been shootouts at the border, just chaos. Why isn't this working? Okay, there we go. Breaking again just about an hour ago here. Let's take a look at this real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Cameron County Judge Eddie Trevino Jr. has signed a declaration of disaster. Effective immediately due to an imminent threat of widespread or severe damage, injury, or loss of life or property resulting from the border security disaster. For immediate release, May 11th, 2023. Yeah. Effective immediately. Cameron County Judge Eddie Trevino Jr. has signed and declared Cameron County an area of disaster in response to the imminent threat of widespread or widespread or severe damage. Here we go, guys. It's happening. This is wild. Absolutely wild. What else do we have here? Um, 
border. I want to know what you guys think and know about the border, by the way. What have you seen? Are you guys there? What's up? Let's listen to this real quick. Mm-hmm. No audio. Let's see here. By the way, if you guys are just tuning in, I am filling in for Josh just for about another uh, 40 minutes or so, and he'll be jo- joining us. Uh, I'll have to check my phone periodically. I don't want him just being like, dude, I'm trying to get in here. What's going on? You hijacked my show, man. So Josh will join us for the end of the show, wrap things up. It's just for anybody who's tuning in late, but until then, we're just going to talk about the news. Right now, we're talking about the border, all right? The border, the Mexico-U.S., the mexico Mexico border with the U.S., not the Canada border. Hey, Leanne. All right. Let's watch this video. It's good stuff. Our borders are not open. People who cross our border unlawfully and without a legal basis to remain will be promptly processed and removed. An individual who is removed under Title VIII is subject to at least a five-year ban on re-entry into the United States and can face criminal prosecution if they attempt to cross again. Our border... Yeah, okay. So they... There are... Yeah, in Title VIII, you know, you get caught once. There's consequences. You get caught again. There's worse consequences. But isn't there... I guess if it's like unaccompanied minors can still make their way in or if somebody is... uh, seeking asylum they could still get through is my understanding correct me if i'm wrong i'm not an expert on this by any means but my understanding is that somebody could come to the border and say i fear for my life in my country and i would like to live in yours and they say we'll look at it let's give you a court date and then uh they'll say okay come back in 2027 in the meantime uh you know uh, have have at it and they let you stay in the u.s whereas with trump he would say yeah Wait in your country, we'll let you know, you know, kind of thing. Or turn them around, send them back. So this is the difference there. (laughs) Such a complex issue. Heated, a heated debate topic. I'll tell you what. Don't forget all the trannies who automatically get in. Oh, yeah, they're trying to say if you're a member of the LGBTQs, pluses, IAs. Don't forget the IAs. They added IAs. Uh, all the letters, if you're the letters, if you're any of the letters, well, you can come through because they're not going to discriminate now. So the messed up thing about this is anybody who feels they feel this way or that way, I feel like an I, I feel like an A, I feel like a B, whatever, I don't know, a plus, they could just say that and get through. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Flood warnings this weekend at the Rio Grande. No way. Is that a joke? Or is this like you're joking about my title, flood at the border? I'm not talking about a flood of water, but are there really flood warnings? Because there is this weird storm uh, thing happening. Yeah, that's real. Holy smokes. Flooding danger this weekend for Rio Grande Valley. Wait. No. Where is this? Yeah, huh? Gosh, yeah. Well, you know, everyone needs to stay home, man. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about all these illegal aliens. Look, a lot of these people, there are still people that are actually trying to find asylum, okay? But 
Look at the amount of drugs that have increased. Look at the amount of just not good stuff. And look at the war that we're in. All right. There's no design denying that. It's not good, people. Oh, man. This is going to be bad. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on here. But yeah, they're saying, you know, if you come over here, there's consequences. They're just, they have to say that. Uh, here's an interesting one. Lots of good stuff here. Let's see this. So, Savannah Hernandez, she's awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I think she's pretty damn awesome. You know, everyone has their own opinions. I'm sure I don't agree with everything she says, but she says she posted this video and she's a journalist and does her own investigations and she's been to the border and she talks to illegal immigrants and she actually gets the scoop of what's going on. And so I wanted to play this for you. El día de hoy, um... Has immigration told you anything today? No, those who enter processing come out with papers. They told us nothing. You go in for a while and you're done. They ask him, how do you find, how do you all find out how to come here? Immigra immigration gave us warning flyers, a green with white sheet stating to get papers since the shelters were helping those with illegal documents and the legal papers would help us go, get go, uh, keep going without concerns of being deported by immigration. You got processed? Yes, I turned myself into immigration 16 days days ago at gate 40. I spent six days there. They split me from my partner since we were, were married. I got processed and, they gave, and then given papers with my appointment and... And, and a phone with GPS, so I report back to them while I reach my first audience in Chicago. What is your first court date? June 20th this year. This guy's from Venezuela. Venezuela. How long were you in Juarez, Mexico? Juarez, no, it took me 10 months to try to get here. Ten months of trying. Mexican immigration deported me four times. I arrived to Juarez and was able to cross. Thank God I have my permit. And any final comments for our viewers? Says, we need help to get our papers. We want to be here legally. We do not want to hurt people. We want to work and to help our families. That is all I have. Which is the case for a lot of... Uh, for some of these people, it is. It's really legitimately people from other countries trying to come here for what is the American dream, which is fine. I think, you know, I think uh, immigration will always be a part of our country. I don't think we're going to become North Korea, right? Not let people in. But I think that we need to have control over the situation. I think we need to have a wall, for instance. What a novel idea that Trump had, huh? That was, uh, he built a lot of wall, but they just walk right on around it because it was never finished. That's the problem. But even with that, even with what he did manage to do, which wasn't, let's just be honest, that wall, it's not complete. And there's other ways to get around it. Even despite that, it was a much better situation under Trump. <laughs> Tell you that right now. All right. <clears throat> so I'm glad there are still some good journalists out there just putting out legit information like Savannah. Just boom. Straight up, here's a video, question, answer, straight from the horse's mouth. Let's actually put some information out there that's not 
biased. Um, let's see. If anybody is uh, dumb enough to believe the lies from the Biden White House, <laughs> this is actually pretty wild. I was just reading a statement from the Border Patrol Union. Okay. The Border Patrol Union tweeted this out. If anybody is dumb enough to believe the lies from the Biden White House about our border, seek help immediately. Stop being manipulated by this White House and their MSM lapdogs. They are lying to you. Our border is on fire and they throw more gas on the fire with everything they do. Border Patrol, the Border Patrol Union, no kidding. Official union of the USBP, funded and administered by BP agents. We can't respond to DMs. Oh, interesting. So, a mass parole scheme. This is exactly what they're running. Ooh, interesting. Wow. So, you guys, this is real. Anybody on the border will tell you so. And uh, it's not going to be good here. We're going to see. There's a lot of eyes on this, and this is going to be... You know, we already see drone footage. We saw the trash that's all laid out across the border this morning. We're seeing the large groups of people all crowding up. We see the caravans coming up from South America. My gosh. Um, all right, onward here. <clears throat> Representative Steve Scalise comments on the House voting yes to secure the U.S.-Mexico border. So they're just really patting themselves in the back with this whole charade um uh the secure border act basically this uh well let's hear what he has to say once again house republicans came together to solve a major crisis facing our nation a crisis that was created by President Biden's failures. President Biden walked in on his first day in office with a commitment to open up America's southern border. He took direct action that has opened up our southern border and started a flood that we have never seen before. Over five million people have come into our country illegally since Joe Biden took the oath of office. That's more people than the entire population of my home state of Louisiana that have come into this country illegally. And it's getting worse. Today, the day that we passed this important bill to secure America's border, the strongest bill that this Congress has ever passed at a time when our border's never been less secure. And you had the Secretary of Homeland Security. Today, Secretary Mayorkas said the border's not open. Well, Mr. Secretary, if 10,000 people coming across our border illegally is not open, I would hate to see what you think is an open border. This is a crisis that needs to be fixed. The House didn't sit around waiting on the Secretary or the President to do their job, even though they failed. We took action to protect every community in America that is now a border town. The devastation from our open border is affecting every community in America. Today in America, 300 young people will die from drug overdoses related to the fentanyl coming across our open southern border because of President Biden's failure. Tomorrow, another 300 young people will die. When is the president going to finally stand up and do something to stop those deaths? Do those deaths not matter to President Biden? They matter to us. And we took action to do something about it. It's long past time the Senate do something. 
to address this crisis. It's long past time for President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas to do something to address this crisis. If they're going to continue to fail the American people, we're not going to stop working for those families who are struggling under this. Well, that's very nice and all, but I'm just, I don't know, maybe, you know, call me doom and gloom or negative. I'm just not too optimistic on the issue. I'm really not. This doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Uh, but here's what it is. House votes yes on Secure Border Act in 219 to 213 vote includes e-verify requirement with two Republicans joining Democrats to vote against border security. Oh, good God. I wonder who those two Democrats were. I mean, Republicans were. Oh, good gosh. Some rhinos just have no shame. But you know what? Two wings of the same bird, I tell ya. Most of these people are crooks anyway. On Thursday, House representatives debated the Secure the Border Act of 2023 as Title 42 expired at the southern border, which lays out sweeping new requirements and restrictions for securing the southern border. The bill passed 219 to 213. Two Republicans, Representatives Thomas Macy and John Duarte, voted alongside the Democrat members against the bill. Boo, I don't know. The bill was introduced to the House of Representatives on May 2nd in anticipation of the flood. Uh, it does a number of things. It increases penalties from $50 to $250 to $500 to $100. Um, the bill also requires the commissioner to hire and train enough Border Patrol agents to maintain an active duty presence of no less than 22,000 full-time agents. Authorized up to $100 million in appropriated funds for the commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection to give to frontline agents who hold a position equal to or below level GS-12. It also uh, does something with E-Verify. Here we go. The bill also mandates the use of E-Verify, a system used to check if a person is authorized to work in the United States. This kind of stuff. Look, I don't trust anything. I don't care who it's coming from. Even though this is supported by Republicans, I'm like, okay, how are they funneling that $100 million? What's going on? I want transparency with the entire matter. I want more. And that's just me. I'm not happy with this. It's not enough. Too little, too late. To me. Same thing goes uh, for what's going on in Texas. Abbott, he's putting up all the barbed wire, which is great. Yes, barbed wire, fantastic. Barbed wire, border patrol agents, 500 of them or whatever, or additional security, not uh, border, uh, whatever, National Guard or whatever. Great. What? Where was that? Where was that uh, two years ago? Where was the Where was the barbed wire fencing? Two years ago. Now that this everyone's looking at it, now it's a problem. But all of the fentanyl, all of the human trafficking, all of the arms trafficking, any terrorists that might have crossed over from who knows what countries. I do China, Middle East, South America, Mexico, you name it. They all got terrorists. Uh, what about what about all the other days? Why when you didn't do that, right? Now it's important. It's a little bit late, you know, it's a little late for that. Abbott. That's just my opinion. It's all a charade. They'll do the right thing when the eyes are on them, but you take your eyes off of them and, oh, ooh, look over here. We're doing something else. 
Fui. That's what I have to say. Fui. Honestly, crazy. I mean, some action is better than no action, and I think they should keep doing it if they're deciding to finally do something. But, man, too little, too late. And that seems to be a trend. Oh, Biden, DHS, coordinating illegal immigration inflows with Mexico. A striking level of collusion as Biden's officers use an encrypted online chat room to tell Mexico when to let immigrant let migrants swim across. I've heard about this. There's an article done by CIS.org, the Center of Immigration Studies. It's how they do it, folks. A lot of times they'll send like a bunch of well, allegedly they'll send a bunch of migrants over. The cartels will. But uh, look. A lot of people say the cartels run the border, okay? They'll send a big flow of migrants and distract border patrol and stuff. Meanwhile, they're smuggling the fentanyl, which they get the ingredients from China for. Why do they want to sell fentanyl? Is it just for the money? Yeah, that's part of it. But it kills and stunts the youth of our country at the end of the day. Whether the youth are taking it and overdosing, ruining their lives... Uh, becoming addicted to these drugs or their parents do that and traumatize their damn kids or family members. It's a terrible thing for society. It needs to stop. Look at any major city, any major city. These people are literally rotting in the streets, literally rotting in the streets. Talking about like open flesh wounds and stuff. Yeah. No good. Mayorkas says DHS is ready to meet influx at the border crossers of border crossers as title 42 expires. Good luck, Mayorkas. Border Patrol will release migrants from custody the minute title 42 ends, officials say. God. Border Patrol, this is by the Washington Free Beacon. Move is meant to provide relief as holding facilities reach maximum capacity following expected migrant surge. Yeah, some of these facilities in Texas are way beyond capacity, almost two times capacity in one case that I heard about today. I forget which city, but uh, they, they're already full. Border Patrol agents will release aliens from custody, custody the moment Title 42 ends, two senior agency officials tells the Washington Free Beacon. The move is meant to provide relief for authorities on the southern border as holding facilities reach maximum capacity following an expected migrant surge. The policy removes tracking mechanisms and check-in requirements usually given to migrants released while awaiting asylum hearings. It is unclear whether the revised policy has any mechanisms in place to ensure aliens will comply with future asylum summons. Experts anticipate that up to 14,000 aliens a day could enter the U.S. in the weeks following the termination of Title 42, a public health rule that allowed law enforcement to quickly deport aliens. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has privately admitted that the end of Title 42 will, quote, strain our workforce, our communities, and our entire system. On Tuesday, Biden said it'll be chaotic for a while. We, know, we remember that. Ooh, you know. Here we go. I'm tired of talking about the border. Let's see if we can move on. Um, uh, explosive device was found at the U.S. and uh, 
was intercepted at an Arizona port of entry. Uh, it was an uh, improvised explosion device. I think it was like a plastic container wrapped in tape with wires. This is the kind of stuff that's coming across, unfortunately. It's not just people trying to better their lives and all this stuff. It's There's actual criminals coming across. Uh, we all know about the nine Biden family members who allegedly got foreign money identified by the, by the House GOP. I'm not going to go through all that in detail right now. Maybe we'll come back to it here, but it's already 6.06, and I want to get through this. I guess, why don't we take a quick minute here as we uh, keep progressing through this, and I'll give a few shout-outs to you guys who've supported uh, thus far today. Slumdog, get to the can. He said, fuck Joe Biden. Thank you, Slumdog, for the can. Roxy is celebrating a two-month substreak. Shout-out to Roxy over there. Thank you so much, Roxy. Good to see you. Yay. Good evening. Good to see you. Donated three lemons. Thank you so much. And Shannon donated a lemon. Thank you, Shannon. Mary Lou donated three lemons. Thank you. Cat24 donated a lemon. Grandma Revolt donated three lemon. Charming Nicole donated seven lemons. Thank you, Cat24, Grandma Revolt, and Charming Nicole. Charming indeed. Thank you so much for all of the donations and the support. And Cat24 with another lemon. Uh, if I missed you, I apologize. I was talking. Um, <laughs> Fig, she could be Dylan. The uh, I guess that was from um, Elon Musk's announcement of a new CEO of Twitter or whatever. It could be Dylan, huh? Thank you, Summer, for the diamond and uh, Lisa for the two ice cream. Let's get back to the news. Stop. Let's stop talking about the border crisis. We could talk about the border crisis more tonight in the zoom if you guys want because i'd love to hear what you guys have to say we have people near the border we have people in texas all over the country you know maybe maybe we could have maybe an illegal alien will join the social red pill tonight i don't know <clears throat> i'm just kidding um you never know though if there's any illegal aliens out there you have experience in this you want to talk about it you're welcome to discuss it on socialredpill.com all right um <clears throat> Kamala, everyone's wondering where the heck she is. The borders are Kamala Harris, the vice president. Well, this video of her has been going around. It is just alarming. It's weird. She's weird. She's a weird freak. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Could somebody translate that for me? Uh, no, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. What the hell? She's hiding cat. Yeah, I know she is. My gosh, what the hell is she talking about, man? Borders are cackling, cackling Pamela. Useless. Move on. Uh, well, apparently there's been another Epstein leak. When is this just going to finally come to an end? Apparently there's all these corrupt people. We covered a lot of this. All this, all this stuff is coming back, man. And, uh, Something needs to happen. From Freedom Herald, blacklisted news. 
Jeffrey Epstein's, Epstein's private calendar has been leaked, and it showed some of his buddies were, including former Obama and current Biden officials. None of these visits were recorded in Epstein's black door of flight logs, uh, black book or flight logs. The documents obtained by the Wall Street Journal showed that Epstein met with current CIA director William Burns, Joshua Ramo, board member of FedEx and Starbucks, Noam Chomsky, and White House counsel Catherine Rumler. Wow, that's a lot of uh, high-profile blackmail he probably got there. I don't know, just speculating on some rumors that we've heard to little birds. <clears throat> I don't know. My gosh, something needs to something needs to give with all this stuff. Uh, remember the uh, the case that just happened with Trump? He's actually appealing it because everyone's out there saying Trump is found guilty on the left, especially. Trump is a guilty sexual predator or sexual assaulter or found guilty of sexual assault. No, he was found liable for calling her a dummy. And uh, he hurt her feelings. And so he's they're saying to pay her $5 million and he's appealing in that decision. And it'll probably be let... He probably will get away. He'll probably get off the hook. Because it's just ridiculous if you actually look at the facts instead of listen to the fake news, like some of these people do. But um, the lady that sued him, this Jean, Jean Carroll, is that her name? She is an absolute nut. We knew this. We heard her talk. We heard, saw her on CNN or whatever, one of those fake news companies, uh, news agencies, uh, saying weird shit. I didn't understand it clearly. Um, I was criticized when I covered the story, but that's okay. It wouldn't be the first time or the last time, I'll tell you that. But there a new video of her came out, and uh, I actually like where she lives, but this woman is a batshit. Let's watch. I call it the mouse house because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen, Taberski lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry. And I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. Oh my God! What's the best piece of advice I've ever given? What a horrible question to ask an advice column. Oh my God. Hang on. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's it. That's my advice. Good God. I, you know, I'm at a loss of words. I just, the thing I just detest the most about that, like I deal with crazy all the time. Crazy is one thing, but she poisoned so many trees. Raja, Trump wouldn't F her. I know he wouldn't. He t I know. Everyone needs to see this video. No one would ever believe Trump would touch her. <laughs> 
Trump doesn't deal with low-class lunatics, all right? Trump likes high-class, smart people, you know, like Melania. He's not a low-class guy. He's high-class, 100% all the way. That's it, and that's that. Everyone knows that. It's crazy broad over there, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She poisoned all those trees. That's what I'm mad about. The hippie in me was like, that's not good. You can't just do that to trees, lady. So we'll see. Hopefully uh, they drop it. They, whatever. Hopefully Trump wins. He deserves it. He's not guilty. People are so ridiculous. And uh, this is just... I you know I don't have a lot of patience with art to argue about this stuff and to pass out these red pills. It takes a lot of patience to go one on one and debate with somebody who's like ninety nine percent of the time you're not going to change their mind, even if you show them facts, even if you ask them questions that they can't answer because they're trying to do illogical things in their mind. It's so difficult, so difficult. But these things come into our uh, world. Trump getting sued, accused of rape, and uh, to fuel these conversations and division. Conversations of division. And it's uh, the battle that we have before us. That's the battle we have before us. So much information, so little truth. Well, we have some good news, though. Hopefully one of these will bear fruit. We need these to bear fruit a 2020 election fraud case has been ordered returned to the georgia trial court where it began the claims were originally dismissed because you guessed it standing the georgia supreme court has ordered the trial court to copy with a new standing on standing <laughs> the courts in georgia can no longer dismiss based on a violation of standing, based on the particularized injury to just one voter. Instead, the court is applying a community stakeholder standard for standard standing for standing, which quote, conferring standing to uh, conferring standing to those community stakeholders, even if the plaintiff suffered no individualized injury, unquote. See Sons of Confederate Veterans versus Henry County Board of uh, Commoners 315 Georgia 39 uh, kissed the Georgia, Georgia grand jury investigation into Trump and his phone call to the rat man, the Georgia secretary of state. It's done. Hat tip to Robert bows for a copy of the full order highlighted here. Whew. Okay. This case returns to us from the Supreme court after reviewing after review on certiorari. Oh, gosh, Certiorari. It arises out of the 2020 presidential election. Here we go. This person asked a great question for a layman people like me, maybe some of you. I know a lot of you are actually much smarter than I am, but they asked. So does this mean that if they if they if the case was brought back before them, uh, that was previously dis dismissed, that the courts will now have to hear the evidence presented? Yes, the trial court will now have to hold a trial if you guys remember all of these election um 
all of these election irregularities that were coming up and people were starting all these lawsuits while the courts were just saying, no standing, you have no standing, you have no standing. They're getting thrown out left and right. Well, haha, Georgia, try it again, try it again. Can't do it now. <clears throat> all right, y'all. How to do this? Check my phone real quick. Make sure Josh isn't calling or texting or uh, cursing. We're good. He should be here at any time, y'all. So let's just keep on chugging along. <clears throat> do we have any more good news? I don't think we do. We might have one. I remember two good things. I don't remember if I covered both, but that's one good thing. Thank you to Sonia who pointed that out to me uh, today. Whew. So we've got this uh, World War Three situation happening. Ukraine, Russia, the rest of the world, China, Taiwan, blah, blah, blah. It's very complex and it's very real. Russian media says Ukraine's counteroffensive has begun amid conflicting reports, which is very interesting. Um, I want to jump real quick to a tweet that I saw today. Uh, yeah, this was so odd. And then we'll get back to this, the details. But so look at this. Oleski Rez Reznikov. Oleski Reznikov, the Minister of Defense of Ukraine, tweeted this out today, this morning. The weather forecast is predicting a cyclone moving from the UK towards Ukraine, bringing, bringing with it storms. It is through the shadow of the storm that the sunshine of our liberty will break through and shed light on our victory. I, I read that this morning and I thought to myself, I says, well, this sounds like they're going on offensive. And then we see this. Russia's media says Ukraine's counteroffensive has begun. Uh-huh. So Russian media, as well as some Western reports, are saying the Ukrainian counteroffensive has begun. This comes the day after Yevgeny Prig... Gosh, these Ukrainian names always get me. Uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of Russia's Wagner Group, blasted regular Russian forces for retreating from parts of the back front. Um, uh oh, gosh! I just put my, I just locked my phone. So, uh, gosh. Okay. Um, Prigozhin also claimed that Russia's 72nd Separate Motor Rifle Brigade has given up its positions along the town's southwest edge, also while pleading for more ammunition to go to Wagner fighters. Importantly, in the late Thursday, oh, whoops, in a late Thursday report, Russian state media is citing a prominent war correspondent to say they much, uh, to say the much-touted spring offensive has arrived, even though Ukrainian leaders on the same day said it's still stalled and they're waiting, also for more weapons from the West, of course. Russia's uh, RT cites the war journalist as follows. Quote, Ukrainian forces have breached Russian defenses northwest of the city of Artyomovsk uh, in Donbass. Russian war correspondent Evgeny Podobny reported on Thursday evening. He believes it's the beginning of Kiev's much-touted spring offensive. Uh, 
Um, the attackers appear to have launched a series of simultaneous strikes north and south of Artyomovsk, also known as Bakhmut. Several other Russian war reporters added. The report continues, quote, the city has been the scene of intense fighting between Russian and Ukrainian, Ukrainian troops for months. <clears throat> However, the defense ministry was quick to contradict some of these claims, also downplaying the severity. Yeah, the fake news. Oops, the fake news on Twitter. And it goes on here. And they've got maps and all the details. The Ukrainian army has launched a local counteroffensive in Bakhmut. The Ukrainian forces have broke through in the direction of Berkovka and Yagondinoye. They are also pushing towards Solid. Solidad and have retaken the industrial college in Bakhmut. Russians are panicking. Okay. You know, uh, that's, of course, they're going to say that. I mean, who knows what's actually going on here? He said, she said, right? Uh, oh, that wasn't Josh. That's okay. Okay. By the way, yeah, Josh will be joining us here any minute now or uh, in the near future. So there is stuff going on in Ukraine. I don't know if they're actually, you know, who knows what the, the truth is here, but this is the narrative. The truth is probably there's a little bit of tussle and fighting there always. I don't know if they've gone full-fledged uh, counterattack, right? But it's always going back and forth. Putin came out here and had stuff to say about the West. He said the West has unleashed a real war on Russia. I don't think he's very happy. I don't think anybody's very happy. In today's age, President Vladimir Putin declared that all of Russia is united in support of its troops, claiming they face a real war intended to destroy their country during its annual Victory Day speech in Moscow's Red Square on Tuesday. The Russian leader, uh, this is where he called out, he called out the elites and all this, the so-called elites and talked about how the West wants to destroy the East and that they're pedophiles and they're creeps and they're freaks and all this stuff. A real war with Russia. And there's a real war on the American people. This is a civil war. Hey, thank you, Grismo, for the three lemons. Mm -hmm. What else have we got here? Um, Ukraine is being accused of using chemical weapons by Russian journalists. So you take it with a grain of salt, you know, Russia's going to say things that are very anti-Ukraine. And if we're reading a Ukrainian source, they're going to say things that are very anti-Russian. Well, here are some allegations here. RT.com. Okay. A Russian biased news source. I am completely aware of that, but it's just for the conversation. Banned substances were reportedly deployed in Zaporozhye region. One of the regions we were just talking about. Ukrainian forces have used chemical weapons that cause loss of consciousness after inhalation. This isn't the first time this has been accused that the Ukrainians have been accused of this. The use of substances banned by international covenant uh, conventions appears to be part of the much anticipated Ukrainian offensive. The journalist wrote on telegram, which by the way, terrible. Uh, I hate news that comes from telegram because 99.999% of the time it's bullshit propaganda. But here we are. It's coming in. I don't know what it is about this war in Russia and Ukraine, but disinformation on both sides, telegram. If you want some, some state ran media, telegram is your place because uh, that's how they do it, man. It really is. Anyway, you know, 
they're not gonna it's it's i think it's a moot it's a moot point i think right i think it is unfortunately this war is continuing let's move on this is kind of cool news kind of uh i'm kind of bittersweet on it apparently joe rogan is opening up a new comedy club what the fuck this website's shitty isn't it what they're uh oh here we go on fighting front on fighting on the front lines fighting the fucking cult okay i think they're quoting him so joe rogan gave a journalist this is actually a good this is kind of a good news thing i'll be honest with you sort of Joe Rogan gave a journalist an inside look at his Austin, Texas establishment, the comedy mothership, and revealed his fortress on the cultural battlefield where he and any comic walking on stage wage ideological war on the fucking cult that limits what you can and cannot joke about. The mothership was dubbed by a Statesman article as an anti-woke comedy club, which led Rogan to quip anti-woke. Isn't that just comedy to Olivia Rheingold of the free press? And here it is, the Comedy Mothership, Texas. Reviving comedy from the dead, I hope. It's got aliens. Ah, oh, so cool. Cool, man. Uh, good stuff for anybody who loves comedy out there. I know there's a few of you. I know there are. Can't hide. The club was reportedly created by Rogan as his answer to the Los Angeles and New York comedy scenes for comedians unafraid to hit, quote, third rail stand-up and, quote-unquote, risky subjects that would find you deplatformed from the likes of the Laugh Factory or many improv clubs. He told Rheingold that the club was set up for comedians to enable them to test their material. One rule is that guests check their phones at the door with no exceptions, not even for the press. The second rule is be funny. That's it, uh, Rogan told Rheingold. And if we could be funny with some shit that you don't, uh, that you do not think should be funny, then that's wonderful. And let's explore this. Let's find out what is that. Like, what's going on here? What's up with, the, with that subject that everybody's scared of? Are we in a fucking cult? <laughs> he continued. You know, when you start believing things that you inherently know are not true, but you say them and repeat them because the cult wants you to do it, this is something you can exploit in stand-up comedy. And that's what stand-up comedy is all about. It's all about that. We don't do it as an alternative to comedy. We do it because that is comedy, he explained. And the audiences, they can't get enough. According to Fox News, the comedy mothership opened on March 7th and tickets sold out in minutes for the opening shows. On StubHub, the tickets go for as much as $900. Blackballed comics like Roseanne Barr, Bridget, Bridget Fetzesi, Shane Gillis, and Dave Chappelle are headliners here. They're all headliners there. Cool, man. Comic Tim Dillon told the Freedom Press, Joe Rogan has made in Austin the most interesting place to do comedy in America. That's a fact, because what he's done is created the conditions for people to be excited, both comics and audiences. Before he ditched Los Angeles and moved to Texas, Rogan told his audience on the Joe Rogan experience, people in Texas are friendly. They are what I would want America to be like. They're cordial. They hold doors for you. They say good morning. They look you in the eye. They're smiley. Today... They seem to be smiling for him. Awesome. And it's apparently been going on, but this is good. This is the kind of stuff we need. We need people to be doing these kinds of things. Yep. 
this helps this helps society a positive for society and that's a good palate cleanser for what's coming uh this is really interesting and actually inspirational uh you guys know james o'keefe used to be project veritas now he is the o'keefe media group omg for short he published the first omg citizen journalist led story um a citizen journalist was rewarded $1,000 for this recording obtained about a Catholic university allowing a trans girl to room in the girl's dorm without their knowledge. Let's just watch the first minute or two of this in this footage that was uh, a, citizen, a citizen journalist. And this should be encouraging for anybody who's dealing with this stuff to just record it. Or if you're a journalist actively seeking these kinds of things, setting up meetings, recording things, send them over to James O'Keefe or better yet, produce it yourself and release it. But uh, for people who don't have the production, they don't want to know how to edit and all this stuff, send it over to him. He'll give you a thousand bucks if he uses it and he'll fully produce it as well. Can't beat that. For citizen journalism, it just makes it real simple uh, for people that want to try that out. I guess it's a good thing. And I, I think it's a wonderful, I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, not the best deal in the world, but it's not a shitty one either. It's kind of a cool concept. But let's watch this. Would she be able to room with dormless women? Yes. Which is the cheapest? So in this instance, we um, would consider this an accommodation and could charge would charge the double room rate. And that's the cheapest? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you charge less because she's transgender? It looks like you have a pride network, too, so you prioritize yeah. transgender and... Um, Listening day by. Yeah. University of St. Thomas. Hi, I just called and I spoke with a girl about my trans sister dorming at the university. James O'Keefe here, OMG News. We have our first citizen journalist that went out, bought her own camera, and delivered her own story, and we're going to give her $1,000 for it. I guess we'll go in a little bit more. Now, this citizen journalist in Minnesota came to us with recordings of conservative and religious universities of her calling and asking if her trans sister could dorm with the girls and they would not tell them. So you've had transgender students come here before? Mm -hmm. Wow, and you haven't told the, student, the other... Wow, that's great. Now, why, just out of curiosity, why don't you tell the other students? Would that, there be a big uproar? Probably, I think here at St. Thomas, there would be a mix of response. Because right. of the Christian Catholic... Right. Conservative, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so they would get upset? Often probably actually their parents. I think part of that would be weird if we were like, hey, look, this is what's going on here. Oh. And so I think that's partially what would be an uproar, like, why are you letting that happen? And the other concern we have is that the other girls won't know, right? Mm -mm. Unless, she yeah. unless she shares, right? Like, we never will give that information. Would the other roommate know that she's... So they keep it a secret. They also give preferential treatment if uh, somebody is on this alphabet soup spectrum or alphabet soup club, alphabet soup uh, LGBTs, pluses. If they're trans or whatever, they say, yeah, you get, you know, different pricing, uh, shuffled to the priority of first priority, like all this stuff. It's just backwards, Bill, man. 
man, it's so wild. Yeah, and this is, you know, a religious school, and they're doing this in the shadows. The only way to really discover this is to pretend like you're a libtard and go undercover. So, you know, if that's inspiring to you, that's wonderful. Do it. I, I say that's cool. Just, you know, be careful out there. This is a crazy world. But uh, get that footage, put it out there, or send it to James O'Keefe to get it out there. Either way is wonderful. Or you could send it to us, too. You know, I could produce it. I produce it. Just kidding. You could. So, you know, this is awesome. This is actually huge, man. Oh, my gosh. Roxy said, just wait until somebody gets uh, sexually assaulted. Yeah, I know. This means that there's there have definitely transgender people in, you know, probably most schools or maybe not most schools. I don't know the numbers, but, you know. Um, Catholic schools out there or private schools or religious schools. Nobody even knows because they keep it a secret. They keep it a secret. They, I don't know, man. It's wild. I thought Josh was joining me. I'm going to send him a text to see if he still is. Maybe he's just running late. You know, he's busy, a busy man. But I will remind you guys, we still have a lot more show, but, uh, Tonight, uh, tonight, probably at about 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Eastern time or so, uh, will be well. It'll be open 11 p.m. tonight, around there, give or take. Josh will be jumping on the uh, after chat. Actually, he might jump on early. I don't know what his schedule is. I'm not going to say that, but at some point tonight, probably by 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be having the Q&A with Josh tonight. We could talk about the border. We could talk about James O'Keefe. We could talk about this. We could talk about that. Conspiracies, thoughts, and you guys could pick his brain. And I'll show up too. I just got to figure out my dinner after the show real quick. But then I'll be in there to hang out for a little while. You guys could do that at redpills.tv uh, I'm sorry, socialredpill.com or scan that link there to join the private social network. And we'd love to see you. Excuse me. All right. So I absolutely love what James O'Keefe is doing with the uh, O'Keefe Media Group. Um, and that's his latest there. So, so cool. So wonderful that these things are being exposed. It couldn't be done without people like us either, which is kind of the coolest part. Onward here. Uh, we talked about Elon Musk, uh, new CEO, some lady. We'll see. Um, actress, this is just crazy. This actress, uh, Charlize Theron threatens to F up conservatives who oppose drag queens performing for children. This is the type of rhetoric that's inspiring violence from the left and the right. This isn't good. You know, let's grow up. Let's just grow up and, uh, not be violent. How's that? Is that too novel? Corner, and we've got you, and I will anybody up who's like trying to with anything with you guys. It's really, in all seriousness, there's so many things that are hurting and really killing. Our no, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Really killing our kids, and we all know what I'm talking about right now. And it ain't no drag queen. I don't know. Actually, I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. This. uh they're like trans people are dying. I don't, I honestly, I don't know what the hell that's all about, but I think she's just trying to be cool and stuff, but that kind of rhetoric, the violence, 
the violence needs to stop, man. Especially as we see terrorist attacks and shooters that are um, minorities, whether they be African-American, people of color, Mexicans, or trans. This seems to be a trend with a lot of the instances of violence that we see today being inspired by little things like this. Okay? Yeah. Harrison, I agree. Well said. Here we go. Well, you guys, without further ado, I'd like to welcome in Mr. Josh Reed. Hello. How are we doing today? <laughs> Fantastic, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Cool. So, what an interesting day. Hooey. CNN shit on itself. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. The aftermath of that's been really entertaining, hasn't it? It, it has. It has. Um, I don't know what you've covered. I just got in. My oh. son had a choir concert, and I had to go see it, and it was absolutely adorable. So it was really cool. Oh, awesome. Glad I got out there to see that. So that was cool. Beautiful. Um, I talked a lot. Did you hear about Elon Musk announcing he's gonna? He has a new CEO uh, in mind. I did. I did. Woman. It's a woman from NBC Universal. Apparently. Oh wait. Oh really? You yeah. Have the inside so scoop here. I, I do. I do. So what we were just seeing is. Um, let me see if I can. I find thought it was that. Dylan Mulvaney or something. <laughs> it's Dylan Mulvaney. Um. And I was just looking at it. Hold on. It was, it was on my phone. I was just reading about it. See if I can find it again. I was watching this funny this. Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, while you look at that, I'll just let you know. So the Elon yeah. thing was a really big one today. I, I'm excited about it. Um talked a little bit about a little bit about the economy. A lot about the border situation that's before us. And uh now I'm just talking. I talked a little bit about Ukraine and Russia. Now we're just getting into the crazy lefties and this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So NBC Universal's Linda Yacarino appears to be in talks with Elon Musk and Twitter for a position as the company CEO. Mm. Uh, Yacarino uh, works for NBC Universal, where she's responsible for monetizing the company's industry industry leading portfolio of linear networks digital and streaming platforms, distribution and commerce partnerships, and client relationship. She also oversees all global, national, and local ad sales, partnerships, marketing, ad tech, data measurement, commerce, and strategic initiatives there. Um, so it could be interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was Rhonda Pepe. Keck, Who's but, that? Uh, the female version of, uh, of Pepe. Of Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, very cool. You know what is, is hopefully it's a, a nonpartisan person who comes in and doesn't make too many changes. Um, have you touched on this in Georgia yet? Yeah. Briefly. So the Georgia Supreme Court has ordered the trial court to copy with a new standing on standings. Yeah. The court in Georgia can no longer be dismissed based on violation of standing based on particularized injury to just one voter. Instead, the court is applying a community stakeholder standard which is standing, conferring standing to those community stakeholders, even if the plaintiff suffered no individualized injury. This is big news. This, because this bring a lot of cases to the court. Well, not only that, but the, tr the, the indictment that we were waiting for in Georgia for Trump will now get put on hold because of that. 
Because if there's pending litigation pertaining to voter fraud, which has clear evidence of voter fraud, oh. then what they're trying to charge him with in the sense of trying to rig elections and finding votes and all this stuff yeah. is inadmissible because there actually was provable voter fraud. So they actually do prioritize things in that manner and will... They don't, but we could see that actually um, coming about. It could be an argument, I suppose. That they uh, that Trump's lawyers can argue that, hey, look, there's pending litigation on voter fraud. This evidence is being reheard. Supreme Court issued this. This trial needs to hold on until that comes out. So that is a big potential. Um, Beautiful. Interesting enough, there was this article. Did you read the article about the DHS producing vid- videos teaching citizens how to identify radicalized conservatives? No. Oh. Oh. I don't even know about this. What? Oh, yeah. Let's check it Good out. Good googly moogly. So this is uh, from Zero Hedge. America First Legal has obtained documents through the FOIA request from the Department of Homeland Security, which outline a choose-your-own-adventure-style video series that DHS intended to release to the public. The videos were meant to depict different scenarios in which citizens might encounter potentially radicalized individuals. Citizens are then asked to choose what they think should be done about the encounter. Most of the scripted scenarios showcase people with conservative beliefs and values as their radicalized threat. For example, the DHS targeted suburban moms with pro-life beliefs. And you can see that right here. Branch 4, middle-aged pro-life advocate, radicalized suspect, and mid-40s woman, bystanders, preacher, bakery, uh, bakery employee, primary care doctor, profile setup. Visually, we see a, por- a portrait of our protagonist and along with a stock footage that would be associated with a suburban mom, laundry, minivan, etc. Sound of except help build Jamie's environment. Avo, this is Anne, a resident of Elkville in rural America. Anne has always been religious, but since the death of her mother, she's become increasingly devout. She's a regular in the small town community, active in several church groups. While she has always been protective of her four kids, she has become increasingly more concerned about the welfare of other children, including the unborn. This is crazy, dude. Yeah, this is ridiculous. And then it says, obviously, you are an employee at a new bakery about to open in Elkville. As the mayor walks up to the ribbon at the bakery entrance, you hear other attendee yell, baby killer, towards them. You turn to find the shouter and are shocked to see that it's Anne, a woman you've always known to be empathetic in the past. Once at home, employee bystanders' choices. Call Anne's husband to discuss what you just witnessed and check to see if everything's okay. Uh, contact Anne's preacher to ask about her behavior. Stop by Anne's house to chat and see how she's doing. And the scenarios go on. You have this uh, old high school friend and budding conspiracy theorist, a radicalized suspect, Courtney, mid-30s, divorced, bystander, high school, school friend, mother, and boyfriend. Visually, we see a portrait of Courtney. This is Courtney, a divorced mother of two in her late 30s. Her children have always been her world, but after moving to a new city, she has made a new group of friends and has joined volunteer groups for underprivileged youth. She has become fixated on conspiracy theories regarding government connections to child abuse and trafficking. (laughs) You're Courtney's high school friend, and as you scroll through the social media feed, you start to notice increasingly strange posts from Courtney. She is beginning to spread conspiracy theories at a level of anger, and her post is rising more and more. Her choices, (laughs) monitor Courtney's posts and other conversations, check in with her ex-boyfriend to see if he's noticed any changes send courtney a private mass message to ask how it's going that's hilarious contact their ex yeah great advice they're not going to be biased at all dude that's 
that is some 1984 Ministry of Truth type of shit. I kind of wanted to jokingly t- say, like, hey, we should do that for the left, but it just feels dirty and wrong. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing is the left doesn't care to play nice. The left doesn't care about ridicule, criticism, Radicals. resentment. Yeah. yeah, they are radicalized beyond anything, and they are the one when they see something, they're gonna say it and they're gonna call FBI tip lines and all this other oh, stuff. Yeah, now mm. I came across this video again when I first saw it, I never put it out there, but I actually heard um, a, a great argument today. I think it was from Jordan Peterson pertaining to marriage. Okay, and this was pretty interesting because the the point that he argues is marriage actually derives from the spiritual union, which absolutely is the union under God, which that union is brought about for procreation. Okay. So the fundamental aspect of marriage in religious and spiritual contexts is for the purpose of procreation to expand humanity of which right to make babies. And so when you look at kind of what we have today in the situation, it's not there. Hence why the conservative right don't agree with various different types of marriages. Marriages today have nothing to do with the spiritual union, but have everything to do with a tax benefit and the legality mm-hmm. of the situation. But I found this video again, and I wanted to share this because this kind of puts the trans agenda into perspective. Okay. This is awesome. 100 women and 10 men on a deserted island and in a hundred years you'll have a thriving community of men women boys and girls now put a hundred trans women and 10 men on a deserted island in a hundred years you will find the skeletons of 110 men let me break it down in a world of confusion ask yourself the critical question if everyone was to live like this will mankind continue to exist if the answer is no then this way of living is not suitable for mankind. It really is that simple. That was so awesome. So well said, though. Yeah, it's a good one. So well said. And procreation is about the survival of the human race through genetic diversification. And and he's absolutely right. Yeah, interesting. Did you uh, did you show uh, Kamala Harris drunk? Was she drunk? Well, there, I, yeah, I showed one video of her talking about her mother. Yes. Yeah. Dude, what an idiot. We got to see that. I got to show it though. I know you Go guys ahead. have already watched it. Watch the flailing arms. This is like a thing is in context. My mother used to she would give us a hard time sometimes. And she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree. <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. So do you hear the slurry. the tone slurry. of her voice? Yeah, her voice goes from slurry, but then overtoned and undertoned. And her movements are radical. Dude, she's intoxicated. She's either drunk or on some pretty heavy pills. Still woozy from the microchips they jammed in her brain. Maybe. I'm just kidding. Dude, yeah, maybe she's pulling a little Pelosi over there. Now, Steve Bannon was swatted yesterday while reporting oh, no. on the Biden family corruption. Yep. Not good. Terrible. Uh, Yahoo News has posted a hit piece on uh, the Trump derail event that is coming up this weekend. For anybody oh. going, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. But Trump derail event has speakers who espouse anti-Semitic views, far-right conspiracies, 
they even said people who love Hitler. Uh, and they were oh, talking shit. about, <laughs> and, and they go on, Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Mike Flynn, Mike Lindell, Sidney Powell, nope. Leela Centener, um, Peter Navarro, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Charlie Ward, and Scott McKay. Scott McKay being the one uh, rumble in which he said that yeah. Hitler was fighting the same people that we're trying to take down today. Um, love Scott, but I disagree with that. Hitler was not. Hitler worked for them and then betrayed them. <laughs> Big difference there. Dude. Uh, I have a little one thing to know. I know we're running out of time here. I don't know if you saw this, Josh, and I've been meaning to run it across your attention here. Check this out. Burning objects of unknown origin flew in the sky over Japan. On Wednesday evening, they were spotted in Okinawa, uh, Okinawa Prefecture, Prefecture, according to local TV. Look familiar? Hey, that's the same thing that you hey, saw. That's the same you, thing uh, that you saw over you uh, over your over, house, a few over your ago. house a few years ago. Pretty much, it was seen over Oregon, mm-hmm. Northern Oregon. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see it from here. Then it was Florida a few days. It was later. Florida a few days later. Yeah, we saw these a few years ago, and I just thought it was notable. Tag me in that. So you, you know what's interesting about that? That that's not a meteorite. I don't think it's so. Not an asteroid. It is spacecraft or satellite, something large. Now, isn't it interesting that um, the former head of Russia's NASA, did you hear about this? No, what? The former head of Russia's NASA, who is actually, he used to be the Secretary of Defense and the ambassador to NATO. Like, this dude is no joke, dude. Mm -hmm. He has a Telegram channel, and yesterday on his Telegram channel, he came out and said that um, he has no evidence whatsoever to substantiate that the United States ever went to the moon. Gosh, that's wild. Is this legit? Legit? Yeah, this is a legit telegram channel. He said that he inquired to the Russian space agency um, when um, after kind of like as a hobby, he inquired to them. But this is when they were working with NASA and they said uh, they had no evidence to provide. But they had first uh, first word from NASA that it happened. And he asked for the uh, the location of the landing sites, and they would not provide any um, photographic evidence of the landing sites. Although there is evidence of the landing sites out there from Japanese satellites that go around the moon that you can go and look at that show the rover tracks and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. The question oh. is, is, is Russia engaging in psychological warfare operations against the American people pertaining to possibly – get the conspiracy theorists to follow more of their stuff and get over towards them. This is because at the same time, we just find out that Russia is building a city outside of Russia. I believe in Kazakhstan or one of these places that they're inviting American conservatives that want to become expats and move to Canadians and Americans that, that want to get out of the United States and they're inviting them to come live in the city. No way, dude. Oh, I hope it's not like uh, Turkmenistan or something. No, I don't know. It was, it was like just it was like on the border of Russia or something like that. But wow. I just saw the os- the article in the Moscow Times. That's uh, something was, right there. Holy, it, it is. It's kind of interesting, dude. But... If I could, you imagine if? Oh There's my gosh, <laughs> it would take a lot for me to do that. But yep. And I then the Supreme is... Court in Pakistan has uh, released uh, Imran Khan. Which means that he still got some oh. power there. Oh, they released him. Yep, they released him. He wow, probably, 
Okay. So the the current prime minister and all of their legislator fled the city last night once the riots broke out. They all left. So the people are taking back power, essentially. They're trying to, very similar to what happened in Sri Lanka. This was a U.S.-formed coup in Sri Lanka that removed Imran Khan from it. The reason is, is he wanted to create an oil refinery that was going to be purchased by Russia and uh, basically supplying, helping to supply China with oil. And immediately after that, he was removed from power um, for wanting to join BRICS and all that. And uh, yeah, obviously we know how that works. So kind of interesting right there. Um, I put a good post out there yesterday pertaining to uh, Defense Secretary Miller's actual comments to the January 6th committee. What he was telling them is that he never gave the order, paper order, to issue the deployment of troops through the DOD is what he was saying. No, oh, he clarified. Now, nice. Well, no, no, he didn't clarify. This is his literal testimony in the J6 committee. If you listen to it, it says specifically, oh. he never gave the order to authorize the deployment. He never put troops on standby. But that's not what was said by Trump or anybody. They said that they gave Nancy Pelosi the option. If they wanted 10,000 troops, they could have them. And then they would have authorized them. So what they were doing last night, what Caitlin was doing to Trump last night, was absolute garbage and bullshit. Fake news. That's what they do. I'm going to yep. do the last few shout-outs here, and then we could give our closing remarks. How does that sound? Great. And I gotta... will take care of the uh, the chest and so forth. Oh, thank you. We got a big one over there from Babalu. Plus, plus, 75 bucks. Thank you. For this daily show, Vince and Josh, much appreciated. Thank you, Babalu. That's very generous. We appreciate you. Love the beach. Donated one ice cream. Vader three six nine gifted the shades and uh, sunglasses. Smiley. Barber lines matter. Nate gifted five one month subscriptions to users on this channel. That's on D Live. Thank you, Nate. Now those people can use their red pill little thing. Thank you, Love the Beach. Thank you, Vader. And Babalu and everybody else who donated it throughout the show. And thank you all so much. You guys rock. And guys, don't forget tonight, the uh, After Dark Q&A on Social Red Pill. Um, you have to be a subscribed member. So you have to be a subscribed member in order to get to that. We've had some changes with our Zoom. Um, so just keeping that in mind. You have to be a subscribed member. If you are a subscribed member and you can't find the Zooms, let me know. I'm going to show you really quick how to do this. What you do is if you are subscribed on the social red pill, okay? If you are subscribed on the social red pill, this is the website. If you're on here, what you do is you go to the left-hand side, and right here you're going to see groups. You're going to see red pill patron, red pill patron plus, master patron, admiral elite. Just pick the appropriate group that you are in, like red pill patron. Once you get in here, right at the top in the featured section, Social Red Pill Zoom. It's right there. Also, I believe the event is still live and active on the Social Red Pill. So if you probably get in there, you can probably jump into that. Um, if you are subscribed on one of the other channels, uh, Rumble or whatever it is, or Pilled, whatever it might be, and you need the link, just put a comment into the feed saying, hey, I need a link for tonight. I want to get in tonight. I would need a link for tonight. Or send me or Vince a direct message and we will get you in there. Okay. So if you guys want to get into the Q and a tonight, just post it into the feed that you want to get in and we will direct message you the link. All right. 
Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, but we'll see some of you guys here in about uh, 20 minutes to do that. And uh, the chest is released and the scratching is released. So we're good. Good stuff, dude. I'm glad I'm glad uh, you made it in here. We wrapped up. And yeah. I'll see you in a little bit. Keep this conversation going. Perfect. All right. Well, I'll we, sign off we then. Good? All right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for cool, joining. Cool, guys. We'll Much love, you. respect. God bless you guys. Vince, close it out. All right. Take care, everybody. See you in the morning and tune in for Fringe tomorrow. Take care. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPatch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.